What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam. Damnation, it's cold outside Kalal, and we are Atlanta's own two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports with wacky-ass hijinks and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, it's going going pretty well. Happy to see that you survived the Atlanta winter apocalypse of I'm, 2024. I loved how school, so we were watching the playoff games on Monday at the Blue, an apartment complex where some friends of ours live. And uh, one of our friends who's been on the show many times, uh, Jeff DeDelore, is a teacher. And he checked his phone. And he's like, school's closed tomorrow. And he just like went oh, nuts. I bet he was He stoked. was so happy. And I was like, why? He's a teacher for context. He's a, yeah, he's a teacher. And he's like, it's cold. That's just how pathetic Atlanta is. And like, there's a slight threat of rain. And people just lose their minds because of the 2014 snow, snowmageddon, snowdemic, whatever you want to call it. Where, for those that don't know, in 2014, it snowed like half an inch and 85 was backed up for like two days. People like slept in their cars. Freddie Freeman was rescued by Chipper Jones on a fucking snow speeder. It was ridiculous. Anyone that listens to this podcast that wouldn't know about the snow apocalypse? Well, you never know when you got new people coming in town, Adam, um, who may have just moved here looking for a good local Atlanta sports cast. They might not know the history. A it's a city of transplants. The city of transplants. That's that is fair. That is fair, Graham. I mean, I guess that was like 10 plus years ago at this point. I was yeah. living at the Blue at the time. Oh yeah, that, you were. That's which right. was a great place to be for that because you could just walk up the road to all these bars that Manuals. were open during right. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jeff and I had a good time that day. Sure. Um, yeah, everyone freaked out this year, but you know, absolutely nothing happened. Nothing happened. Daycare was canceled. Big, big. L- Little Liana's first day of daycare was canceled. That's which so sad. What wasn't great for us because we're trying no. to ease her in. But uh, right. But she went this week and apparently it went well. She yes. had a new friend. <laughs> That's big. <laughs> she has a new friend, Hillary. They're also three months. She's three months as well. Okay. So, as you could tell, based off all this, uh, you know, just kind of personal talk, there's not a lot of new stuff that has happened. In Atlanta professional sports I mean, th- this week, th- there's something like things are happening. We're but just nothing kinda, real yet. There's nothing tangential that we can squeeze our claws into and dig into the flesh. No, there's nothing there really. But it's about as good as done, Adam. The Falcons what? interviewed Bill Belichick, and I believe that's his only interview so far. That's been made public. That's been like, made public. Not every team makes, we have interviewed this candidate right. public. The like Falcons the Atlanta are doing Falcons that do. all over the place. But the Falcons interviewed Bill Belichick. Um, apparently, Arthur Blank flew him privately to his yacht in some foreign tropical location. Which, th- that's not going to impress Bill Belichick. Like It's giving him the first class service, though. It's, it's saying, <laughs> we want you, we're desperate. That's I what guess it's, it's not like I saw they interviewed... Somebody today. And I it think was, it comes off as pathetic. And it was like but. a Zoom interview. So, like, that's not the same yacht treatment. Well, sometimes that's how it works sometimes with some of these interviews. It's like you do a Zoom first and then you go into the in person after that. But Belichick got Belichick the yacht was treatment. like, no, we're getting him in person, one on one with Arthur, apparently. So, no McKay, no Fontenot, no anybody else. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that interview. Me too. How be- weird is this? Like, th- think of, like, yeah. the damage the Bill J- Belichick has done to <laughs> Arthur Blank's life. Yeah, 28-3. The and architect now, of 28-3. And now he's sitting here sucking up to him on a yacht. Yeah. And I'm sure Belichick is, like, wearing his Patriots hoodie on the that yacht. That would be so funny <laughs> if he just showed up with the hoodie on, sitting there. Pretend like you're Arthur Blank. Ask me a question. Do your best New York accent. Oh, God. A pizza. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, Bill. What's Arthur Blake sound like? It's like, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of got like that, that sort of old, old style gangster talk to him. You know, it's like, you know, we think it's a tight business operation, you know, sort of things like that. So, Bill, you want to be a part of this franchise now, eh? Why? Uh, you know, I, I need a job. You have uh, some nice offensive pieces. Uh, defense is okay. I could turn that into a top 10 defense against respectable teams. Seems like a good, maybe a good opportunity. Let me ask you this, Bill. You know, <laughs> we don't have a franchise quarterback right now. We're looking for a franchise quarterback. We saw what you did with Mac Jones, and it didn't go very well, Bill. So, like, what do you see? Like, what do you learn from that scenario going forward? Well, I think you uh, you double down and bring Matt Patricia in here to develop a, a young quarterback. And you say, you know, everybody gets a second chance. You know, he's a guy that knows the offensive side of the ball. He's been offensive coordinator with me, defensive coordinator with me head coach for the Lions give him another chance and I've won six Super Bowls so I know you're gonna you're gonna try to hire me and I beat you personally I do think that is you know <laughs> you're not making eye contact I yeah. do think that, I do think that's his media persona a lot more than yeah no, what he, he's actually like he's probably I think he's much more and and uh, so if, if Bill is hired, we're going to have Jared on, ex-intern Jared, who's the biggest Patriots fan that we know, to talk about the ins and outs of Bill and someone who's been with Bill the entire uh, during the entire Calls dynasty. Calls him Bill. Calls him Bill. The last game uh, against the Jets, we watched it at Brew House when we were watching the Falcons and Saints too. And Jared got very quiet, and he just you know um, he was watching Bill leave the field, and he just goes, "Love you, Bill," as he was going into the tunnel because he knew like this is probably it. Uh, we'll definitely have him on the show if Bill is hired by the Falcons. But but he has, to get back to the point, he has said that there's this great documentary that we have to watch if we hire Bill, uh, where it really shows you a different side of him and how he interacts with people um, who aren't members of the media. And well, apparently it's, a, it's a, like a revelation. Yeah, I saw a clip of him like when Randy Moss was on the Patriots and he's like Randy Moss comes into his office and invites him to like a costume party. And like, asks him, and he's like, "Oh, what are you gonna be?" And Randy's like, "We're gonna, I'm gonna be SpongeBob and Patrick." And he's like, "Oh, the, this, how's he gonna be SpongeBob and Patrick? Patrick? How do you well, do he, that? Like his partner or something?" Oh, okay, they're yeah. gonna be SpongeBob. But the point and Patrick, is, like, yeah. Bill Belichick knew who SpongeBob and Patrick right. were. He can he can party. That's not something you would expect out of Bill Belichick. No. So he's an actual human, and he showed up to this party in right. costume. Yeah, um, but none of this matters, Graham. No, it doesn't. So you've had we talked about this a little bit last week. I've had some time to digest the possibility possibly becoming more real i still think it could be one of those things where you know we were supposed to get bill parcells yeah he was supposed to run the organization years ago and that didn't happen like yeah. arthur blank takes these shots at we're supposed to get to sean watson guys yeah beyond or let's not rehash that one again but there's parcells not that i wanted them there was another big coaching name years ago that we were going after and it didn't happen so like it's not done no, it's not. A, it's not a done deal at all. But it's 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 gaining heat because this this weekend will be the second interview with Terry McKay and Arthur in person. Not I don't know if it's in Atlanta or not. But um, all signs are pointing to Belichick is going to be the new Falcons head coach for twenty twenty four season. That'd be so weird. It, it's gonna if it happens. Is that it's something be you would have ever imagined? No. If you told me after the Super Bowl, like while I was punching that brick house and ruining my life and drinking too much um 
if you told me like during that time that hey uh, about uh, I don't know six seven years from now this guy's going to be your head coach I'd be like get the fuck out of here. You know what that means, Graham? That means assuming he gets like a three year deal, I think it'll be five. I think it'll be a five year deal. Whatever he gets, take him to seventy seven. That's going to take it to ten to twelve years since that Super Bowl, and we'll still be talking about it. Yeah, no, even if Bel- Belichick would have to win like three Super Bowls. For us to for like not forget twenty eight to three, but be like that's a that's a cliff note at this point. Because well, if you win three Super Bowls, or hell, even if he gives us one somehow, some way, you know, it was. Would you say it was worth it? Because honestly, ever since the twenty eight to three debacle, this franchise has spiraled. This franchise has only had one winning season since then, only one playoff win since then. And it has been a mess of mediocrity and bullshit and, ex- and you know, excuses. So everything comes back to that. And, to, well, and it would come full circle if Belichick becomes a coach. And this just feels like we're still, like, chasing that, you know? Like, for that reason yeah. of bringing Belichick in. Like, it's still just like we went to Arthur Smith because he's, like, a big offensive mind, allegedly, right. where, like, we're trying to repeat what we had with Shanahan uh-huh. in the Super Bowl. Right. And it's just like... It's all chasing it. It's like a bad gambler. It's yeah. like, okay, so... Um, I went to the Adam knows this. I've talked about it at nauseum, but went to the Harris Cherokee Casino in North Carolina this week, and it was great. I made some money on sports betting, blackjack. It was fantastic. But there was one. I made some mistakes. I chased something I shouldn't have chased. I know I should have just bet it like once, but I bet it like four times in different ways. There's this Dolphins tight end named Durham Smythe, who I was very high on. He Why? only needed. 17 and a half, you only needed to clear 17 and a half yards for me to win money. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pair this guy with the under on the game. I'm going to do parlays. I'm going to do single. And, um, and I was so, because he had cleared like 30 plus yards five weeks in a row. And I was like, cold weather, two is going to need to just get the ball out there fast, short passes. Guy should have five or six catches for like 45 yards. Guy got three catches for 12. And I was so just obsessed with this guy. And I didn't do that for the rest of the weekend. And because I didn't do that, I won like majority of my bets. But in that moment, I was obsessed with Durham Smythe because I was like, this is easy money. And that's what Arthur Blank's doing right now. He's obsessed with Bill Belichick because of the six Super Bowls, of the illustrious career, the GOAT status. And he's not allowing anything to enter his mind to deter him from making that decision. Just like I was doing the same thing with Durham Smythe. I was like, he surely will get this. He surely will get this. There's no fucking way he won't. I didn't think about Maybe Tua's just going to suck this game so much more than he's ever sucked in cold weather. I didn't think about that. And I'm going to tell you the exact same thing I tell Arthur Blank if he's still just, like, chasing his past issues and just, like, focusing on it like Durham Smythe. Yeah. If you have an issue, you need to call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gambler. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I'm, just, I'm just looking forward to every single story you bring up just being something about, something about gambling. a past bet. Yeah. So that that'll and, be good. And, yeah. and Alex, I'm sorry for bringing up Smythe again. I can't, I couldn't stop talking about him the rest of the weekend because I was like, Smythe, man, if Smythe had hit it, we won four five hundred more bucks. It was just so frustrating. If you're in New York, call one eight six seven seven Hope NY. Hope NY. Or as Adam likes yeah. to say, Hopany. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's for you, Graham. Yeah. Um, but it is crazy to go back to your original point. It's crazy that we were having this discussion right now. Um, but yeah, you're right. Arth- I think here's here's my question, Adam. Do you think? This is a good idea because you just said we're chasing past glory. We're chasing things that, you know, these little worms that get in our head and we're not really thinking about anything else. The Falcons have interviewed like 15 people, but this is the guy they want a thousand percent. There's no way it isn't. All right. I have two, two sides to this. 
and I, I can't decide which field I'm in yet. So part of me thinks, you know, Bill, as we discussed last week, like he has not been good since Brady left. He did terrible developing Mac Jones. And like, the only good season of Mac Jones, the only year they went to the playoffs, Josh McDaniels was still the uh, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. He brings in Patricia. Like he he's made some questionable decisions recently. Drafting a kicker in the fourth round, but also he's the most sure thing. I would think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just seems like crazy for like us to just kind of overthink us like. It's Bill Belichick, right? In know? terms of like a, one of the a, greatest coaches of all time, right? In terms of like we a, have the chance to yeah. get him, yeah, I kind of want to let that ride. Right. Like, I'm not going to get excited over what's the like Ben Johnson, right? Like uh, Aaron Glenn, uh, you know Raheem Morris. Yeah, even though I said I would be okay with that, that's not going to get me excited. It's not going to get the city excited. My concern with Belichick also is. You know, he's not thinking about the long-term future of the franchise. No, he's probably got... He's coming in trying to win a championship ASAP, so that's where they're going to go all in, possibly, like, trade a number eight overall pick for Kirk Cousins or something crazy or like Fields. that. Or Fields. Yeah. Like, that. that's my concern, is that, like, we could make a lot of the same decisions that got us into such a terrible mess a few years ago that we're out of now. Like, we have the cap space. Right. We have some young, controllable players. Right. Like, we had, you know, the eighth best draft class last year, according to like the athletic. Like we mm-hmm. have some nice things. We have in nice pieces, place, yes. and I don't want to screw that over right. by like just taking some wild shots. And he's going to bring in like Mac Jones or something like that. I don't think I'm bring in Mac Jones. He hates Mac Jones. He benched Mac Jones. There's there's no way he's bringing in Mac Jones. Like with, do, with Harbaugh, I'm, I'm concerned about him dr- bringing in his quarterback. Well, he wins, man. I, I you know. I, I, I'm I'm all for Harbaugh. The Falcons also interviewed Harbaugh since the last time we spoke to you guys. But it, it, the you know the rumors are that it was more of like a we're doing this just to do it. You're not really being seriously considered, which I think is insane considering the guy's long term and short term track record. But well, it sounds like he wants to go to San Diego, maybe. Well, not San Diego, sorry, the, Los Angeles, the Chargers. Yeah, I mean it's it's an, it's an attractive situation in the sense of the Chargers job. Justin Herbert's the attractive part of that. But the, also the big problem with the Chargers, and one of the reasons they don't win, is they are in cap hell. They have a lot of veteran guys like Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen under you know, big, beefy contracts. They're, in, they're, they're like kind of where we were after we botched the Super Bowl. We extended Deion Jones, Devonta Freeman, Julio, etc. I wouldn't want to go there just because of that. Like, the Falcons, to me, is a much more attractive situation. Yes, you have to figure out quarterback, and that is a tall task. Everyone says, just figure out the quarterback. That, that, that is it's easier said than done. But the Chargers are in such cap hell that I'm like, why wouldn't you want to come to the Falcons where you have the cap space, and, you know, you could say, hmm, yeah, let's go all in on Kirk Cousins. Fuck it. Yeah, we could trade some picks for Justin Fields and still have a good team. Why not, you know, this is this is a very, very, to me, a very attractive situation for a uh, prospective coach, head coach. Would you trade number eight overall for Justin Fields? Because mm. he was going for like a second round pick, and now yeah. I see people floating that out. That seems crazy. I think that's crazy. I think something would have to counterbalance that a little bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say do that just straight up. Because he's probably on like... You're what four of his rookie yes. deal. So if you so if you, you if you trade for Justin Fields, you are also 
trading to make a long-term commitment to him. You're not just trading. Well, if it's number eight overall. I, I think because of that contract you have to extend situation. You, right. can't, you can't say, I'm going to give up number eight, and he's going to walk in two years. Right. I think you insane. can trade your second-round pick for yeah. him and not worry about that as much. Right. I would, I would be willing to maybe entertain that notion if I really believe in him. And I tell you what, I watched some Bears games after the injury, after you know Justin Fields started the season off horribly. And then, you know, got injured, was out for four or five games, came back, looked like a world beater, looked really fucking good the rest of the season. Um, that last game against Green Bay, maybe notwithstanding. But he looks good, man. He looks healthy. He looks focused. He tore our ass up, you know, um, yeah. in that game against Chicago. Um, he's a guy I would be fine if, if you really believe in him and he's shown you enough. Go for it. Go for it. I'm 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 Fields, in favor of that. Belichick. You know what Belichick's going to be all over is uh, Kyle Pitts and Johnny Smith, going back to his two tight ends. Two tight ends. Yeah, and it, like you he's know, always loved that shit. And like he, yeah. Johnny Smith did have success under Belichick. Um, uh, he actually wasn't as good with Belichick. They they never really found a good way to use him. He was more successful with Tennessee. You're right. Sorry. No, it's all good. Good correction there. Greg. Yeah, I appreciate but, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't really figure out a way to utilize him, but maybe there's a chance for round two to be better. Um, but I know that you know if Belichick comes, you have to think about how many of his his cronies is is he bringing with him. Um, you know, Josh McDaniels was apparently in the press conference when Bill, you know, and Bill well, was parting ways with the Patriots. Which we would want McDaniels. I'm fine with McDaniels as a coordinator. As a head coach, he's horrible. And as a I, coordinator, he's fine. <laughs> he made Mac Jones a Pro Bowler. Yeah. All right. Mac Jones is terrible now. Surely there would be like maybe Terry or. Even Arthur Blank, Rich McKay would have some say. It's like you can't come in here and bring like Matt Patricia in to be no Patricia, but Patricia is with the Eagles anyway. Yeah, so. but still, it's like they, hopefully no they Patricia. have like some say. We're cool with McDaniel's, but like yeah, don't do anything crazy like you did. Like, we don't want Bill O'Brien. No Bill O'Brien. Bring McDaniel's, and I don't know if you got a good special teams coordinator. Fine, whatever. But like that's it. Some assistance, whatever else. But yeah, in terms of the big names, in terms of Patricia's, the O'Briens, I don't want to have anything to do with those guys. Let me ask you this, Graham. Do you think we're making the same mistake <clears throat> that we did when we hired Arthur Smith in terms of <clears throat> not promoting the coordinators you had on staff? Like, like a Ryan Nielsen? Ryan Nielsen. Let's talk about Ryan Nielsen. Who yeah, go ahead. came in, was fantastic this year. Like Overall. He, he seems to be an up-and-coming Big name, and at first His players love him. Yeah, players love him, and like at first we had said you cannot to other teams you cannot interview Ryan Nielsen. This is our guy, but now he's out there being interviewed, so he, he's probably going to be gone. He's gone. That that to me said that the Belichick thing is a done deal, pretty much. With that, I think they're preparing to bring in Belichick. And Belichick might not want Ryan Nielsen, <clears throat> which is fair. If he's the coach, he gets to make that decision. But why would he not want him? Because. It's part of the old regime. He probably wants to come in and put his stamp on things. And Belichick is a defensive wizard. I mean, you look at the Patriots this year in defense. They were a top-10 defense, That's and they true. played quality opponents. Belichick, for all the shit people have given him about his personnel decisions, not developing a young quarterback, Matt Patricia being the offensive coordinator, blah, 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 blah. The guy knows how to coach a defense, and he did it with guys that aren't pro bowlers that aren't, like, outstanding players for the most part outside, like Matthew Judon, who missed most of the season, um, he can still coach a defense. So I, I defer to whatever Belichick wants to do on defense. He knows how to do that shit still at age 72. So, Graham, I got to say, I've known you for a few years, right? Like 25 years or something. <laughs> God, we're old. That's crazy. 
I feel like I I know mm. your your demeanor pretty well. Yeah, I can kind of see where you're going with this. And sure. what I'm reading is that you're on board with Belichick. I'm on board with them under certain conditions. Like you can have the same personnel, but you aren't making the decisions. You can bring Josh McDaniels, but you can't bring anybody else. That that's where I'm at. If if you give me that. And then we go get a Kirk Cousins, uh, Justin Fields. Fine, like I'm, I can, I can roll with that. Um, but if he's given unilateral control, I'm firmly against it. Firmly, like I think it's a terrible idea, and I fear that that's what he wants, and that's what will happen. I just, yeah, I just don't understand what Terry Fontenot's role is in this organization. He's got to feel like he's been like castrated. Yeah, like like he's not at the press conference. When you're announcing the, the still dismissal of the head coach, they've got to fix that. Like, and Rich McKay acts like uh, people are speaking Swahili when they bring that up. He's acting like, oh, it's like, dude, no one likes you. You're part of the reason why we've only had two, you know, winning seasons in the last ten or eleven years. Yeah, you hired Arthur Smith. I mean, yeah, I, I just want to see how it plays out. Yeah, seems like it's going to be a decently long process just because there's so many openings right now. I think there's still six openings. Mm-hmm. And there's... the soonest you can – and the big news is that the Cowboys are retaining Mike McCarthy even though the Cowboys face-planted in the playoffs. And I called that shit. I had Packers. Um, <laughs> 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, but that was shocking to me because I figured once they lost that game, I was like, well, Belichick's gone. Jerry's going to pick up the phone and call Bill and say – Come coach the Cowboys. Get us the championship. And I imagine that maybe Bill, I'm sure they did. I'm sure he did, but I'm sure Bill said, I don't want to deal with your ass. He knows he can work. Bill knows he can work Arthur Blank. Oh, Arthur, yeah. Yacht boy. A hell of a lot more than he can work Jerry Jones. And don't forget, Jerry Jones isn't just the owner. He's also the general manager. So you have to really partner up with Jerry if you're going to be the Cowboys coach. And you have to be willing to be worked. Which McCarthy is way more than Belichick. Maybe maybe Bill's going to be like Arthur. If I do this, you're not allowed to come on the field anymore. I would love that. <laughs> I would build the statue now. Not until the game's I, over. I hate that shit. I hate. Like, let me ask you something. When your boss is standing behind you while you're working, does that make you feel good? Do you, you think that like motivates you, or does it make you wig out a little bit? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> current job situation it doesn't matter but i could see people having a lot of issues with uh, yeah. someone looking over your shoulder when i was working in the office you know if my boss was coming in it's like why you know there's a period of time where he'd be like well why is it like that why you know i'd be like dude let me get it done and then i'll come talk to you like leave me the fu- let me work let yeah. me cook yeah. if you don't let me cook then there can be no meal like if know? arthur wants to be on the field you know how many empty suites there are on the field just sit in one of those arthur we don't need to see let, you. Let people, like, the camera can pan to you. How many times have you seen, when you've watched the Ravens game, seen Steve Bashotti? Never. I don't know what the guy looks like. <laughs> the guy's owned the team forever. They got two Super Bowls. Playoff success. Maybe he doesn't care, and he's just in it for the money. No, he's, he cares. He's he's involved, but you don't hear from him. He's not a public figure. I don't know. Like I said, I have no idea I don't what have the guy a, looks I like. I don't have a huge issue with it. I still like having, like... It's I, annoying. I like knowing the face. It's not Liberty Media, you know? I like I like yeah I like knowing Arthur I think Arthur's a good guy I just think he's he doesn't know how to in terms of football operations you know run the team there are bad owners out there all together like David Tepper's a bad owner he's an asshole he threw a drink on a fan he has no patience for his coaches or general managers and um, 
you know, he's just a, seems like a, like a dick. Same thing with, you know, Dan Snyder, the old commander's owner, he, you know, sexual harassment allegations, blah, 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 bad with football operations. At the very least, Arthur Blank's a good guy. He just, his football operations suck. Yeah. So, and this is a, this is a Hail Mary desperation move. It might work, but it just depends on, like we said, it depends on how it's done. If Belichick is allowed unilateral control, it could be a disaster and it could set the franchise back even more. And, you know, Arthur Smith and Fontenot, and who knows who made the decisions, right? But they didn't set us up for success, but Arthur Blank didn't set them up for success. Yeah, I think that if, you know, if Fontenot is legitimately still involved, like he has done so much work to get like the cap back to a reasonable space that I feel like, like Bill at least needs to like work with Terry. Yeah, if that happens and like they can be not, a good team, we're not like re like we don't even have anyone that we can re-sign for big money like back in the day. So no, like if we take some swings on big free agents, we got money for it now. Let's let's do it. I would love to say you go get Kirk Cousins and you go find a dominant defensive end, an edge rusher who can actually be our you know our John Abraham, the guy we've been missing since John Abraham. And don't don't forget, just give me that. Just don't forget about like what. The Bill Belichick name means to free agents, you know, it means a lot. People want to be a part of that. They do. They want to be part of history. They want to, you know, um, they want to be a part of a winning culture. And I know he hasn't won for the last few years in New England, but you can't take away those six six championships, man. Pretty like I, I know his teams play hard. I don't know how many Patriots games you yeah. watch, but every single week they are playing their asses off for that guy, even when they were like four and twelve. They almost beat the Bills, you know, like two weeks left in the season. The Bills might go to the AFC Championship this year. Yeah. he's They're playing hard. So. I'm on board, Graham. I'm on board. The more we You're talk board, it through, yeah. I'm on board. Uh, Are you on board even with unilateral control? I would rather have some checks and balances in there just because I don't want him to, like, set us back, like, seven years. Because, right. like, he's going for the, the Shula record. The Shula record. Like, right. the most wins ever. Right. So, like, that's obviously his concern. He can do that in two or three years. Yeah. But I mean, it, it'd be exciting. It, it, we it need could, excitement. It, could be, around it here. could be. It could be exciting. It could be exciting. Um, here are some other names that are being considered: Anthony Weaver, Ravens' uh, associate head coach, who Adam and I know very well from our uh, days of playing Madden '05. He used to be my defensive end uh, on my team. Aaron Glenn, the the, uh, the Lions' defensive coordinator. Ben Johnson, the Lions' offensive coordinator. Steve Wilkes. 49ers defensive coordinator, who's also the former interim head coach of the Panthers. Um, I think that was last year, yeah. Raheem Morris, Bobby Slowick, who I talked about, uh, I think, on last week's show. He's apparently being, he's going to be interviewed, I think, this weekend as well. The Texans offensive coordinator, who's done wonders with C.J. Stroud and was also quarterback coach um, under Shanahan for Brock Purdy. Um, Eero... Ijiro Evero, who's a defensive coordinator for the Panthers. Mike McDonald, who's a defensive coordinator for the Ravens, who's a guy I'm very interested in as well. Obviously, Harbaugh. Um, Antonio Pierce is also, I think, going to get an interview. The interim Raiders head coach has done a great job with those guys ever since he took over for Josh McDaniels. He's, he's a guy I'd be really interested in. Winning culture, former player, uh, won, won two Super Bowls with the Giants. I thought he did a hell of a job with the Raiders at the end of the season. Um, he's certainly a guy that should be given. I'm not saying give him the keys or hire him. I'm just saying like I'm I'm glad we're going to interview the guy. I honestly can't dial into any of those guys 
until Belichick and Harbaugh are off the table. Yeah, those are the big like, fish. Someone's going to have to really, really, really blow your brains out. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you have to not only have like I mean you have to have like a new age offensive approach, but also just like some proven success. I think that's going to be key. Yeah. And that's, and so, that's, I mean, that's my thing with all these coordinators is like, yes, they've done it as coordinators, but we've seen it a million times where that doesn't transfer over. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm still team Slowick, honestly. He's my dark horse because of just the Shanahan coaching tree always bearing fruit. I don't know if you, I mean, you watch that Browns game, Browns Texans game. I mean, what, what CJ Stroud has done and what has become. I mean, think about it. We beat the Texans, which is wild. And we beat the Packers, you know, when they weren't, you know, quite, you know, hitting on all cylinders, but where Stroud was then versus where he is now, that's progression. That's progress. That's taking a young quarterback and developing him the right way. And that's something that I'm interested in for a guy like Slowick because I'm much more on team draft a quarterback and develop him over go get a Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields because, particularly <laughs> Cousins, because it's just like how many years does Kirk Cousins have left? I don't know. Um, maybe Anthopolis will pull like a um, Anthopolis. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> Can we get Anthopolis to be the GM of the Falcons? <laughs> too, I was say, maybe nice. Blake will pull at Anthopolis yeah. and like hire Belichick as the head coach, and then like Slowick as the offensive coordinator. Just pay sure. him head coach money, and then like uh, Antonio, Antonio Pierce as the defensive coordinator. Hey, I'm, I'm, I think that's cool. That sounds <laughs> like, good to me. We'll give you all ten million dollars. Sounds great. Yeah, I, I think should, that. Just come in. Hey, Rich McKay. There's a note for you yeah. from Adam. Uh, speaking of Alex Anthopoulos, Graham. Yes. The Braves extended him this year. Yes. They extended his contract this week. 2031. Uh, guy has earned it. He's won a World Series. Uh, they have won the division every year. He's been the general manager. Sometimes I've been critical of Anthopoulos a little more probably than, than Adam and most people, but I think overall he's done an amazing job. I think he's the best general manager in the history of this city. Uh, makes John Scherholz look like nothing to me. Um, especially because John Sherholtz had a lot more financial resources to work with. Uh, Anthopolis is the greatest general manager of all time in Atlanta, and um, he deserves whatever he wants. And I'm glad he's here to stay. I feel like he's so great just because, like, I mean, we are still like a top five yeah. payroll. Like, yeah. But he is like, he saw where these contracts were going with like. He's innovative. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's like figured out another way to like keep this core intact to where now like we, we we've been okay with having a weak minor league system, but now he's finally able to build through the international market again. Yes. And like he went all in. I don't even know the kid's name. Some seventeen year old shortstop. Did you hear about that? This I heard week. about that. And like we paid him five million dollars signing bonus, which like we have not done that in years. Um Yeah, his name is Ignacio Alvarez. We've apparently been Sounds weird, but we've, we've he's been on our radar since he was like 12 years old, and a lot of people's radar since we was, he was 12 years old. So maybe that will bear some fruit in the next two or three years. Um, and it was interesting yeah. to hear, like, <clears throat> I read an article in The Athletic from some scout talking about just how involved Anthopolis was in, like, that entire process. So it's yeah. like... It makes all, sense. He was a former scout. That's how he started. I mean, all these yeah. things behind the scenes with this guy that, like, you don't even know he's doing just constantly yeah and he's, he's built a contender a true contender and he makes the other two teams in the city on the level of the of the braves and i won't include united in that just because it's minor league soccer but it, it makes those two teams look like absolute jokes just pathetic compared to what anthopolis has built a consistent winner and a and a 
a team that will challenge for a championship every year. I mean, that's all you can ask for as a sports fan. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some issues with the Braves losing the Phillies two straight years in the division series. It sucks. We still got that 2021 championship, and we wouldn't have it without Alex Anthopoulos. So, good move, Braves. Good move, <laughs> Braves. Him. Thank you, Terry McGurk and yeah. Liberty Media. Uh, it, it's interesting, like, things like that. You're always curious for, like, how much a guy like Alex Anthopoulos makes. But hopefully he got a a, a good bump and he's happy. And He know. loves Atlanta, too. Like, he he's raised his kids to be Falcons, Braves, and Hawks fans. Poor things. Um, but he's he's all in. Yeah, he's all in to Atlanta, and he's every single time he's interviewed, he just seems so happy to be here. So, uh, good on the Braves for doing that. You got anything else this week? I guess I actually watched a Hawks game. Yeah, a I want to bit. talk about the Hawks with you um, since this is the first time you watch a Hawks game in a minute. You watched the Martin Luther King Day game against San Antonio. Um, what do you think? I watched. Most of the first half where they were dominating. Trey Young was brilliant. Trey Young was first, just, yeah, like 27 points in the first half. On fire. Six of six from three. Jalen Johnson's a beast. They we held Wimbanyana to like no points in the first half. I was freaking out because I took Wimbanyana in that game. And I was like, <laughs> 1-800 gambler. Yeah, and I was like, what the shit? It's like he's got like six points, rebounds, assists at the, at the end of the half. And then he exploded in the second half and I won 100 bucks. It was great. But it was it was a weird thing. To just watch, it's not weird, but it's uh, it's weird for most teams that are actually good. To just watch a lead evaporate against a team that's vastly inferior to you, which the Spurs on paper are, which they did. So like, yeah, it was like a thirty-five point this, lead. Yeah, we were up like thirty-five, evaporated. and then it got down to like seven or six in the fourth quarter. I'm like, here we go again. Um, but they did close it out and win. But it's like not very impressive. No. But you know they look. They did beat a good Orlando Magic team they last did night. Last night, two game winning streak, and like they held them to like you know, hundred points in the nineties, something like that. Yeah, so that, that's promising. But it was it was also like the Magic are really banged up. They're also missing Franz Wagner, who's one of their best players. So I I put that more on the that the Magic are banged up than on the Hawks played good defense. But still, dude, hold it. I mean, we were consistently giving up 120, 130 points. I don't care. How banged oh, up! Oh, it's are. nice. I'm not saying it's like yeah. I'm not taking anything away from the effort. I'm just saying if Franz Wagner's playing, a couple of the other guys are playing, it's probably a different story. We're at an interesting place where it's like, are we going to trade Dejounte Murray? Are we going to try to get a couple like veterans in here to fix this a little bit? It's like nah. Sadiq Bay's been terrible this year. He's been awful. So yeah. like to the point where like Garrison Matthews is a, like he's, legitimately he's getting minutes starting option over Sadiq Bay. So I, it's like. Yeah. Ever since we got rid of Solomon Hill, it's all been downhill <laughs> for this franchise. Well, like that guy, just like that veteran banger. I think it was really bringing in Dejounte Murray. It was the biggest mistake that this front office made because you give up three first round picks. You know, right now you don't have the first round pick until I think twenty twenty seven or twenty twenty eight or something like that. Where the hell has AJ Griffin been all year? Under you know, he's not been utilized. I guess Quinn doesn't like him. That's yep. crazy. Like with with his, as bad as Sadiq Bay would has been, you would think that he would get a shot. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but I guess not. So it's like we just <laughs> except for Jalen John, like Jalen Johnson, looks, is, looks is like fantastic. our only rookie that's done anything since Trey Young. You know? Yeah, it's like I feel like that's two rookies, the, and like those are the only two guys that you can really depend on. Even Okongwu hasn't like he still hasn't been able to overtake Capella, which is crazy. Number no. Was he a number six overall pick? No, I don't think he was that. Yeah, no, he he was six or better than that. My God, you're right. I can't believe that. 
Um, and like he's a not good, to say Okan was bad, but he ain't the, the he fact ain't he, that. The fact he hasn't over, overtaken Capella yet is very surprising to me. Yeah, and DeAndre Hunter sucks. I mean, that was number four, and I like DeAndre coming out of Virginia, but I was I was surprised that we we're taking him at four. That hurts like, me that he was number or something like we that. We were so bad for so many years, and we didn't take advantage. And of we extended it. the guy. We extended the guy. He's got like a five year, one hundred thirty five million dollar contract. You also gave up Kevin Herter. And John Collins for nothing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Kevin Herter. And that was supposed to be your, you know, quote unquote, trying to recapture the Golden State thing. It was supposed to be your Steph Curry was Trey Young, your Clay Thompson was um, Kevin Herter, and your Draymond Green was John Collins. And that, that didn't work out at all. I think John just got mentally destroyed by this team because when he was a rookie, through his first like two or three years, he was fantastic, and then the last three years, he was a disaster for whatever reason. Um, but I just think like this franchise is just in dire need, like we talked about last week, of a complete reboot, and um, that's the only way you're gonna like just getting some veterans in here. It's not gonna work. Pascal Siakam, who we were linked to forever, just got traded to Indiana, so that's not happening. Dejounte, it's been weird ever since those rumors surfaced a few weeks ago. He's been playing a lot better. You know, we mentioned the game winner uh, last night against Orlando. But it seems like he's been kind of more, almost more dominant with the ball than Trey the last uh, couple of weeks to me watching games. And his, his, his trade stock is rising. We're going we're gonna to trade DeJounte. But that was just the worst trade to me because you don't trade three first-round picks for a guy unless you are confident that he's going to He's going to be a big you, part in getting you to the next level. Do you really think we're going to trade him? I yes. don't. I don't see that happening. I think so. I, I, His contract is very friendly for the NBA, um, and we need draft picks. I think he's gone. They're not going to do that, man. I, I don't see that happening. But do you? So you don't see it happening. But would you do it if you were in charge? Dude, that's tough to like do a reset and like also just knowing the history of this team the last. Two three years where, but things aren't working. We, we do always start this badly though, and then this time of year you start picking it up. So like if we like win a couple more games, like we have the last two nights uh-huh. going into the trade deadline, that's enough to show okay we're just a couple pieces away. Well, but I disagree we're, because now Snyder, and like Snyder is still like new, so like maybe like the team is like truly listening to him now on the yeah. defensive side. So I, I I don't it's, based it, off one game from beating the Orlando Magic. It's not did you a, watch the Saturday night game against the Wizards. It's not we a, lost by twenty. Sorry, we lost by twenty to the Wizards at home. I know. Yeah, it's, it's pathetic. Yeah, no. So do you think one game beating the Wizards? I I, I just think or not the Wizards the uh, the Magic. I think the odds of us trading him are lower than not trading him. Maybe, but I, I mean that's waving a white flag. That's tough to do. Well, you're not with, even, with you're a guy not like Trey, even, with a guy like Trey Young, but you're not even the playoff picture. This team plays no defense. It's one of the worst rated defensive teams in the league right now. There, there's no way you're winning anything of note this year. Well, you got to you, you just stick if with you trade Dejounte. You got to be prepared to trade Trey as well. I'm fine with a full. I know you are, reset. Graham, but yeah. like the the people that put this team together, they're not okay they failed. With waving a white flag. They failed. Travis Schlenk went all in on offense. And then his successors really went all in, even more so with DeJounte. He was sold as a premier defender. He's not. He's a solid player. He's above solid. He's a good player, but he's not a guy that will get you an NBA championship. You yeah, no. give up three first-round picks. To be clear, Graham, I think we should, 
but I don't yeah. think they will. You don't think they will. Okay. Yeah. I'm very interested to see. I can't remember our owners. I don't even name. know who they are anymore. No, Kyle Corver's involved. Uh, Landry Fields is the Landry other Fields, yeah. yeah. Landry Fields is the lead GM. Kyle Corver's the assistant GM. And I can't remember our owner's name because Tony Wrestler. Tony Wrestler, because our franchise is so irrelevant. We're going to the game, not me and Adam, but Alexa and I are going to the game on Saturday. So I have a full report. The atmosphere. Alexa, make sure Graham's watching the game and not just following his bets. Yeah. <laughs> 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-GAMBLER. 8677-HOPPENY. Because the trade deadline, I think, is February 8th. So it's coming up. If this team can go on a run like you're talking about. Cause they, have, they have done that in the last two years. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But I got to imagine that, you know. The, de- the, the bench is terrible. There's no depth on this team. Which is a problem. There's no that, depth. That's why I don't know why A.J. Griffin's not getting more run. He must uh, just really not not impress Quinn Snyder at all to not be getting any run. You're throwing out Garrison Matthews, who admittedly played okay during the Orlando game, but you're throwing him out over AJ Griffin. I've noticed this as a trend the last few years. We always end a, an episode talking about the Hawks and just feel depressed afterwards. You know, it's always just a depressing take, but they are what they are. They're a depressing franchise. Are you prepared to just be a, a Braves Falcons podcast for a little while? I don't need to talk about the Hawks unless something super relevant happens with them next week. And, you know, I think once the trade deadline happens, we can... We won't talk until the deadline. The deadline is... Okay, that's the only time we'll talk about the Hawks going forward. At the end of the day, we're Hawks fans, so... We love the Hawks. We're stuck with it. Yeah, we we are stuck with it, but we don't have to torture you guys with the Hawks unless something really relevant happens. Um, Or they start winning, which also would be relevant. But that's it for this week's Atlanta Zone. Um, By the time we talk to you guys next week, I think... The uh, the first time people can actually be hired and announced for the NFL head coach position is January 22nd. So by this time next week, Bill Belichick could be the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Or not. Or not. <laughs> but he could be. So that would be wild. And if he is, we will have uh, ex-intern. Is he our current intern or is he our ex-intern? I don't think we can guarantee Intern Jared. No. Availability. Oh, yeah, he plays magic those nights on Thursdays. <laughs> He'll make an exception for us, I bet. For Belichick. For Belichick. For Bill. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Thank you for listening. Hope you're well. Hospitality. Hospitality. Hospitality.